Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kodakata Podcast. On this episode, we have Quaid on the show. But real quick, I want to go and remind everyone listening on here that we're now doing a video version of the podcast on YouTube. So be sure to check that out. So you guys might know Quaid from Matt vs. Japan's Discord, but if not, he's been age adding for eight years now, and he's even studied abroad in Okinawa. Also, if you guys want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon or even visit our YouTube channel and check that out. But it was really fun talking to Quaid, so I hope you all enjoy the podcast. All right, Quaid, can you give us a quick background of who you are and where you're at today? Uh, okay. I'm Quaid. Um, I've technically been aging for like eight years, but there's, it's like a little complicated. I was like on and off for a while. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I was in math community for a while. Um, I haven't really been there since, but yeah, I've just been learning Japanese for a long time and it's been fun for me. I don't know. (laughs) What What do people know me for? I have like no idea. I don't think anybody knows me for anything. I think people who were like part of like they were following Matt from a long time ago. They they probably seen you a couple times. Oh yeah, I was also on Matt's live stream like a couple times. Yeah, because uh, I, don't I remember, remember why, I I was but... in one of the live streams and I asked you, I asked you a question like right before I studied abroad. Like, um, oh you did? What do you think? Yeah, I said like, because like Matt at that time he was saying how like you should never output unless you're already fluent in your head. Like, oh, like I probably and said then, something like. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I asked you like, "Oh, I'm gonna study abroad with a host, host family. What should I do?" And then you're like, "Yeah, just like ignore everything he, he said. Just, just go and have fun." And yeah, I, like, I, yeah, still, that, I still, that's, that's good, I still believe that. I still believe that. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I'm glad I, I listened to that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Quaid, you're the single reason Eric had a good time on his study abroad. So we love, we're, we love to have you on the yeah. podcast. Wait, how, how long was the study <laughs> Set abroad? Set him up for like, success. Was it like was it like six months or something? I don't remember. I, I vaguely remember this now. Now that you mention it, uh, I studied for like six months. Sorry, bro. That's for cool. like Six months with the host family. Oh, right on. I remember yeah. you you studied abroad in Okinawa, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So how long ago was that? Uh, I got there in like what was it like fall twenty eighteen and left in like fall twenty nineteen. So it was like a year. I've been gone for like. I don't know, almost two years or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it, it was a while ago. I see. And I guess now kind of getting more of a background into how you really got into Japan here, Quaid. Oh. <laughs> how, how, how did this happen? I mean, you've been in the AJAC community for quite a while. You've been to Japan. But what was the beginning itself? Uh, it, was, it was really funny. I actually, I actually like remember the exact moment. That like the the flip like uh switch the switch flipped yeah like, switch um, <laughs> yeah like uh I don't know I was like I'd like just graduated high school I was like eighteen and like I had a lot of stuff to do in high school like I was really really busy and then like all of a sudden I was just like going to community college in like my crappy town and I had like nothing to do like at all pretty much and so I would just like play video games all the time and like I don't know I was just like and, like I had this really weird like moment of clarity where I was like man, I'm just going to, like, sit here and, like, play video games all the time and then, like, just kind of, like, do my schoolwork and, like, that's it. And then, like, like I was like, I was playing a Paper Mario on, on Nintendo 64 and I was, like, 
I just thought about it. I was like, you know, this game is like in Japanese. Like, maybe I could like still play video games and like turn it into like a productive thing. Like, if I study Japanese on the side and then like use this as like the testing grounds. And that was that was basically it. And then uh, after that, I you know, of course, I looked up like you know how to study Japanese and stuff, and I found Ajat pretty quickly. And then from there, it was just like this on and off cycle where I'd go really hard for a while, and then I'd like other life stuff would happen, I'd kind of ease off. I got really hard for a while and then, you know, ease off. And yeah, that's basically it. Was it just pure age out or did you also take classes? Um, I never, no, I, I didn't take classes until like way later. But um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just like, it was age out. But it was also, I was in a lot of like Discord communities where like we had our own stuff. I would join like a lot of reading groups and I, I had like, I, I sort of took classes. I had this guy who was kind of my mentor for a while. He was really cool. Like, but it wasn't like, like the normal guy or someone who no was no it was, it was just someone who was like really really good he sort of had like an age out approach too so it wasn't like school classes it was like like age at apprenticeship or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it seemed like matt had some of that going on like he was like uh, helping some people out in the community yeah yeah matt was actually the guy who kind of gave me like the final push I don't, I don't know if he knows this or not but like um uh, I, I was, like, at that point, like, when I found Matt's, like, three-hour video, where I was, like, I was, like, getting pretty good, but I wasn't quite over that hump where I'd, like, consider myself, like, I could just express, like, whatever or anything. And, uh, and like, I, I didn't, like, I don't know. I just, I was getting lazy with it, and then I found Matt's video, and I was, like, man, like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and then so after that, I got like really really hardcore like the most hardcore i'd ever been in the entire um like saga this was like maybe four five years in or something and mm-hmm. then like and then right after that hardcore phase is when i went to uh, japan but how would you describe that hardcore phase were you doing a lot of anki oh no no I, ne- I never really did anki except for in the beginning um the really hardcore phase was just like I, I was I I had never gone like full like all the time. I kind of knew like the concept of like you you get what you put in, you know, like if you put in more hours you're going to get better results. But I didn't really have the goal of like becoming like completely fluent or even like going to Japan or anything. And so like um what do you call it? Uh I basically I just I just sat down and I just like decided like I'm going to just do it literally all the time. And so I uh I did like a little bit of Anki I guess, but I I also just like watch anime. Like I had like so much time because I was like in college, and I just mm-hmm. like I just like uh, watch like tons of anime, tons of shows. Read like a lot of light novels. Um, like I had you know the whole earphone thing going on where I had the one earphone, and I was like <laughs> I, had, of anime. I had long hair kind of like this at the time, and so like you know nobody could see. I would like listen to it in class, like the whole class, nice. like one year in. Like in the car, on the bus, just like, yeah, just everywhere. Did you listen to like, a podcast or was it like anime that you ripped out? Um, no, it was anime that I ripped out. Um, and then yeah, it was it was uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna put any effort into anything like that ever again. That was probably <laughs> the last time. That was like a lot. But that and, was like uh, yeah. right before you were going to go to uh, study abroad, right? Yeah, yeah, that was right before, yeah. So did that, like, motivate you, like, more to, to, uh... Study? Uh, no, the study abroad thing happened, um, 
this was when I started the class, so I didn't really have anything to do, and I needed credits. And I was like, oh, I'll just take Japanese, you know, easy, easy, easy win. So, like, so I, um, <laughs> I took the Japanese class, and it was, like, this, like, I don't know, it was, like, it was this crappy community college. So, like, I, you know, it was, like, a level 200 or whatever. It was, like, the highest they had. And I took it. And, like, obviously, like, I'd been age adding for, like, five years at this point. So I came in, and, like, it was, you know, it was a whole different thing. And, and the teacher picked up on it pretty quick. And she was like, you know, we have a study abroad program. If you like, I feel like you're like wasting your time here. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll study abroad. Cause I, I still didn't know like what I wanted to do or anything. And it seemed like a mm-hmm. cool thing to do. And so, yeah, that that was basically how the study abroad thing happened. Did you choose Okinawa or, or no, it is, they had, there? they had two options. They had Nagoya and Okinawa, but I didn't even know about the Nagoya thing until, um, someone else did it so i was actually the only one who applied so i just it didn't really matter if it's like good or not i would have got it anyways because <laughs> literally in the end of the, well there's one other person and then they decided that they wanted to go to nogai instead so i so i was the only one <laughs> yeah but i guess while while we're on the topic of kind of this whole idea of immersion age at versus kind of the classroom approach. Cause you were, mm-hmm. you did end up doing some classroom later on. Yeah. So what, what would you say is kind of maybe the main differences and what did you kind of maybe prefer between the two? Um, I actually, I don't know. I had, I have like a weird thing. I, I obviously I prefer immersion. I think immersion is a lot right. better, but I do think that there is a certain point where like, hitting very specific areas in classes will help you. But I think that's like more Mm -hmm. of an advanced level thing. But at the same time, if you're like someone who like kind of has a hard time getting started with things, I don't really, I don't know, maybe this goes against like Ajax Canon or whatever. I don't really think there's a problem with like taking like level 100, 200 and getting the foundation and then doing like a bunch of immersion. I don't really think that's, that's that big of a deal. Right. And I guess like now kind of like we kind of said like, yeah, the saga, I guess we've referred to this as on many times on our podcast as arcs at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody has those, right? Like everybody has those phases, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess now kind of like your peak arc when you're really grinding it out, what would you say is like maybe the the most hours you put in at that time? Do oh you my know? God, I would like regularly do like 10, like easily. And then like, oh, wow. like uh-huh. maybe maybe like eight active. And like four passive was like like I I was literally like all the time like not even like like I didn't even listen to classes or anything I would like I would like uh, just just blow the whole lecture away with my earphone and like half listen yeah it was it's like possessed yeah it was <laughs> I don't know what happened it was like it was like really bad I see and I guess like now maybe like transitioning to your experience studying abroad in Okinawa because. I think that's like really unique. Most people like decided to study abroad in like at least Honshu. Oh but, yeah. Um, what like what was your experience studying abroad in Okinawa? I don't know. It was it was super surreal for probably my case in particular because I'm I'm from Hawaii. I'm still in Hawaii, so it's right. like a so the scenery. It's so weird because the scenery is like very similar, but it feels like right. a bizarre world because because everybody like because. Because the Okinawan population in, in Hawaii is like huge, so like, so like every like everybody kind of looks Okinawan here already. So then I go to I go to Okinawa, and it's like everybody kind of looks the same, but they're all speaking Japanese, and it felt like really bizarre. 
like um when I first got there and then like you know there's there's it's yeah I don't know it's it's a I don't even know how to say it because I've never really studied in like I've only visited mainland Japan so I don't actually know like what the big difference would be um I guess there's less trains like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> there's less trains and I, I felt like people were very like a lot more forthcoming and like but at the same time it was like college right like everybody's kind of right you know going going crazy and like also there was like a lot of students from like all over japan not just like okinawa so like i i have a hard time gauging like what was actually different other than like the scenery but man snorkeling okinawa is great that's all i can say snorkeling okinawa is a lot better than snorkeling hawaii just fyi (laughs) (laughs) we got the expert opinion right here on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) you love to hear it yeah the the waves are calmer it's the weather dude actually oh here's a funny story um so okinawa has a lot of um typhoons like way more than hawaii like right like and like man i got there and like literally the day we got there they were like yeah, you know, we'd like to like have you do all your bank stuff, but there's there's a typhoon coming, so um you guys gotta um uh you know just like hunker down. So I was like getting all my stuff ready in like a hurry because we weren't gonna be able to go outside. It was gonna be like a big one. Um I have a oh, video. Wow. Oh I deleted my Twitter. Oh no. I had a really <laughs> oh, good no. video of it. It was crazy. It was like like, like I'd never seen one like that. And like uh so but it was it sucked because like I didn't have like any like the electricity went out and all I had was like cup ramen and, and like stuff. So like, I just kind of like, like, <laughs> like I just ate like a, like a soggy cold cup ramen. <laughs> I was like <laughs> watching all this stuff blow around. But like, man, it was like, like, it was just really funny. Like literally the day after I came, there was like this huge, like, like typhoon and like, you couldn't even go outside. And then like, but like, I don't know. So there's, there's a lot of, it's really sunny, but then it's also like a really rainy, and it, it gets kind of cold, actually, it's like surprisingly, but not that cool. I don't know. It was it was uh, different than I expected, actually, on that front. A lot less. Oh. It's either very sunny or very rainy. It was like the vibe I got, from, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a welcoming present. To, I know. To I know. <laughs> that was, <laughs> man, that was that was wacky. They really had to do you like that. <laughs> it was fun, though. It's fun to think back There's on. There's this, it. like, random thing I heard about uh, Okinawa that I'm not sure if it's true or not. That um, people who drive in Okinawa, they just ignore all the red lights. Like, shingles. Like, people, people drive kind of crazy, man. That was another surprising thing. Like, people drive a lot there. There's, there's like, less... Unless you live, like, sort of in the college area and, like, in, like, in like Naha, chances are you drive. And like, right, man, right. I don't know. People just kind of do whatever. It's crazy. Like the freeways there, like felt like, I don't know if it's just me. It felt like I was in like California sometimes. Like the traffic is like really, really, really bad. And like oh, people wow. just like squeeze into these like little tight spaces and like, but I, I, I don't know if everybody ignores red lights, but I do know that when my friends would like drive me around, I'd be kind of freaked out sometimes. And on top of that, they're always like, you don't have to wear your seatbelt if you're in the back seat, because I guess it's not the law there. But like, man, I always do it every time. I, I, I didn't trust anyone. Oh, this, this other exchange student got in an accident too, like like two months in, and he and he broke his leg and his jaw, and he was like all screwed yeah, up. Oh, like he was driving. He had to move him to the first floor. No, he was on a moped. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh no. 
Yeah, I felt like I felt a little. The roads are a little scary there. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Apparently, like I heard in in Japan, it's super safe to to drive a moped. But maybe that really applies like Honshu. I don't know. I I wouldn't. A lot of people drive mopeds in Okinawa, but I I wouldn't do Mm. it. That that was too freaky. Well, I guess it depends where you are. Like in in the area that we lived in, it was okay. But like driving into into town with the moped, that would freak me out. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in Taiwan, and Taiwan has like the highest density of mopeds. Oh, you probably the country. You probably have a higher tolerance for that than, yeah. like, <laughs> you probably have a higher tolerance for like people like sleeping in and out and like doing crazy it's, stuff. Yeah, like, it's pretty, yeah, it's a yeah. lot. It's very hectic. <laughs> yeah, all the Taiwanese students had mopeds. Actually, like most of the students were Taiwanese. I'd say like three quarters of them, like oh, wow. students. Yeah, because Taiwan's like really like, close uh, to Okinawa. Two hour. Like two or three hour flight. Yeah, it was like, yeah. So all, all those guys had mopeds, but I was I was too scared. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so like, wow. did you did you feel like your Japanese was uh, better than all the other exchange students? Mm, I don't know about that one. There is a for for the for the Western kids, yeah, probably. I say kids, we were like mm. in our twenties, but like, yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. Like, like, a, like the Korean students had like pretty much native level. Those guys were like unparalleled, and a few mm. of the Taiwanese students did too. So I, I don't know. I was like, I, I tested at the at the like highest level, but I don't think I was the best one. I think maybe I was. Like compared compared to the to the Korean and Taiwanese students, I'd say I was actually like a lot worse. And on top of that, my communication skills weren't very good when I got there. I hadn't really talked a lot to right. like people in general. So like it took me a, like maybe like six months to actually get used to like speaking to people. So um, was there a difficulty with like the the accent? I mean the regional dialect? No, not not at all. Um I don't know if it was just my environment, like it was just because it was like a college environment and like people knew I was foreign and stuff, but like I, nobody ever, everybody was like straight Hyojingo with me, at least. Um, oh, I see. At least with me. I, it could be like, you know, like um, bias perception. What if you perception. went out to like a, like a restaurant and you got like a hobacha like talking to you? That happened a few times. It happened with a, ta- with a taxi driver and with a... Um, uh, like at some restaurants and stuff, but it was pretty rare. And it was only when I was like way out in the boonies and I was like in the college area and like the city, it was like never oh. like that. Yeah. I see. So if you're looking to go on a- some videos of like Okinawa dialect and it just like, it just sounds like a different language. Like I, I mean, I can't just <laughs> yeah, it can, yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of Okinawa people don't understand it either. Though, to be honest. <laughs> that was like the vibe I got. At least that's what people told me. I don't know if it's like how true it is, but I have heard it, and it is like way different. Right. But it's it also depends if you live in the countryside or like on an outer island. Then yeah, it's gonna be hmm. a lot harder. You joined a band, right? I think you said that. Oh you my god, watching. you guys! Oh, you guys know a lot about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was in I was in I was in two bands. Um, I had I just. I, I was like, when I got there, I was like, yo, I'm going to do like the full course. So like, I, uh, I, I just joined, I just put like all, everything on my plate, like I possibly could. I did like all the clubs that I could. Um, so I was in like, I was in like four clubs at one point. 
yeah, I, I had to quit one of them because it was like too much. But um, uh, I was in two different like Kaomu type things. Like one was for metal and one was just for like rock. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was in Shodobu, but that was like I didn't actually do any Shodo like at all. Like literally, like we we <laughs> there was like it was like that. It was it's like a literature club, you know. It's like you go mm-hmm. in there and everybody's just like playing games and stuff. Like it was like one of those things. <laughs> Um, right. I mean, I think bands, a lot of the clubs are like that. Yeah, but the band clubs were like super serious. Like they were oh, like, uh, no. yeah, like you would, you would, uh, like, like you know, get in, like, sign up on the thing and like get into your band and like we, they'd have shows like once a month and you had to practice and you had to like oh. go and not only that but you had to you had like other responsibilities like you had to do lights or you had to like help organize or you had to um, you know, like I don't know, like paperwork and stuff like. Like just like there was like a lot of other stuff on top of the actual band stuff. The metal club wasn't like that at all. They would just say like, "Hey, let's rent out like this room in the school," and then they just rent out the room, and then we just play, and we just like get really drunk and like like yell <laughs> at each other. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, but, like I mean, the I, other. I joined the the guitar club at my at my oh, yeah? uh, college, and then like, nobody played like guitar. Like, oh really? Yeah, like oh. most of the people were playing guitar for the first time, and then they like begged me to teach them guitar and they're like, like oh, i have man. to like teach like 10 people at once like right, this is the d chord uh, no these guys these guys are all super serious already they mostly everybody in the club had been like playing music for a long time and they were like a lot better than me so it was like actually really hard to like keep up with them so what did you play i played drums and you, nice. you already like knew how to play drums uh, really? uh yeah that's that's a whole other can of worms but at that point i've been playing for like 10 years like oh, oh wow yeah but even then these guys but like you know like j- just because i've been playing for 10 years doesn't mean i was like i had like actually 10 years of like good drumming skills so like <laughs> right i guess yeah. same thing with japanese you know, you yeah yeah a lot of people and how would how would you say your entire like club experience was then kind of like oh, my for God. you personally dude the easiest oh man it was because i i joined i had clubs and like in like you know back home like like in like in like you know like college and stuff it was a completely different thing it was so much more social it was so much easier to like meet people and make friends that like like it was almost like you know you it was sort of an expectation that you were just sort of required to like go to these like you know outings and stuff and man they were like so much fun we'd have like barbecues and like we'd go out drinking and like like there's because there's like so many bars around the college too, so we'd go like we go to one, then we'd like go to another, and then we'd like go to someone's house and like we'd like still be drinking. It was like, it was lit. It was lit was like the only way I could describe it. <laughs> it's like every club was like this. Every club that I joined was just like you just like work hard, play hard, except for Shodobu. The only the only literally we'd like go to the um to the room we'd play games and then we'd go out drinking and that was like the whole club (laughs) (laughs) the the work none play hard yeah yeah the work none play hard yeah (laughs) uh that's oh the clubs are so much fun oh man i miss it so much when i came i I did one more year of college when um when i came back to hoi and like man it was like it just felt so boring like nobody does nobody (laughs) did anything people just like kind of went to school and like went home like even if you were in a club, it was like you just didn't do much, you know. You just did the club thing and you uh-huh. went home. It was like so oh, different. Yeah, no. no. you got to experience the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I still talk to all the people that I was in the clubs with too, like to this day. 
It was oh, a lot nice. of fun. Yeah. So so then you you ended up making a lot of Japanese friends once you did kind of go to Japan and get into those clubs. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I see, and I guess like how how were those kind of experiences being able to like talk with them? Was were they able to help you improve your Japanese just by conversating? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a. Uh, um, I had I, I was really bad at speaking for the first few months, like because I just hadn't you know had any practice and then i just i got a lot of practice and it's it's just a muscle memory you know and right, right, also right. you just talk about a lot of the same things like over and over with different people so you just get like used to talking about certain things it was still like i think when i left okinawa it was still like if certain subjects would come up i'd sort of like you know i'd lose it a little bit you know <laughs> like i'd I'd, uh, I'd i'd still like you know choke um, but if it was like the basic stuff, like yeah, it it, it helped a lot, um, definitely. I see. I mean, you, you mentioned that you talked about the same things to multiple people. Is yeah, there, is there something that's funny that just always come up no matter where you were? Dude, people, I don't know what it was. I I would get asked if I knew what like show you was like a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have like no idea like where it's like. I don't know. I couldn't tell if, like, people actually genuinely believe that, like, we don't have shoyu here and we don't, like, eat it. Or, or sorry, whatever. Like, put it put it on stuff. Yeah. Or, like... Especially or, like, in Hawaii. If, yeah, yeah. No, it's, like... That's, like, one of the main, yeah. like, things here. So, like, I was, like... <laughs> I mean, I would react nicely and be, like, oh, yeah, you know, I eat it all the time. And, like, poke and stuff. But, like... But, like, um... Yeah, I, I could I couldn't tell if that was just like a conversation piece or that was if people like genuinely believe <laughs> yeah, that. We, we really <laughs> run out of topics. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like it was like depending on the person, it was like either or probably. But yeah, <laughs> that was one that was pretty funny. Um, oh, also, also my favorite one was also uh, like you. You don't look like you're from Hawaii. That was another. That was another pretty funny one. <laughs> but I get that here too, so it's not really. <laughs> yeah do you ever encounter any culture shocks when you first landed in japan maybe minus the whole typhoon to begin your uh, journey <laughs> uh this isn't related to language but one thing i guess i kind of knew this before i came but i hadn't really been thinking about it and then it happened like like going out to bars with your teachers that was a little interesting like that was that <laughs> oh, was a, really yeah that was a lot of fun though i wish we did that here i wish we had a better relationship with our teachers here i felt that was really cool like i, I knew all my teachers like as a person oh wow um, oh wow uh i guess one of the, one of the other things um i've, I've never heard um, of that happening like at the the school i went to maybe it's like uh oh really you know yeah. Uh, oh is, is that okinawan maybe. thing oh maybe maybe i don't know because because uh yeah it wasn't just us like all the like even the japanese students in like their own like programs would like do that too so maybe it is just an okinawan thing i don't know but um what are the other things there's like um i think i think one of the other things that surprised me like i i had this like really um because I'd like mostly listen to like Japanese media and like Asia dudes and like, you know, all that stuff. Um, I had this, uh, maybe like preconceived notion of like how, like maybe Japanese culture was and how like people behaved and stuff. And right. a lot of times people like, you know, cause people are people, right? Everybody is different. Um, uh-huh. people would like, 
uh, go against those expectations a lot. Like I, re- I remember one time, uh, there was this guy in the, uh, um, in that like, in the very super serious Kaombu. He was like, um, he was like nineteen. He was like, I was like twenty three, and like, so he was like way younger than me, um, and uh, but he was like, he was kind of, I don't want to say he was a jerk. Like he wasn't a jerk to me, but like he was, he was, he was really a like a rough guy, you know. He was like, he was very uh-huh. like forthcoming with like everything and um i remember one time i got um put on light duty all of a sudden because someone had to go do something like during a show and i didn't know how to do the lights like at all i had like no idea what i was doing and i could i could tell like when i was doing it i was like this is not good i'm screwing this up i'm like ruining it for everyone oh my god i was like getting like super nervous because i was just doing a really really bad job and then and then the 19 year old kid just like just like just like like a like he, like he just came up to me. He was like, "Okay, what do I got it?" And he like, <laughs> he like goes up and he just like starts doing it. And I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, I mean, I I know I wasn't doing a good job. But you could have been like a little nicer about it than that. Like, like I don't know. It's just like, like he like I could tell he didn't care about the uh, the senpai like kohai kanke thing, and he didn't care about like um, you know, like about being mean about it or anything. So that that was like one of those things. I was like, oh yeah, I guess like. You know, people are different and have mm. different personalities, and they're not always going to like conform to this like model I have in my head of like how people behave. Uh, so that was right. yeah. I guess, I guess because I'd read so much about like how Japanese you know culture was and stuff. Like, I think the actual things that surprised me more was the things that like went against what I read, rather right. than like you know actual like Japanese culture stuff. Well, do you think that was because uh, you weren't Japanese that he was? Just more willing to yeah probably that. probably yeah I, I'd, I'd say that's that's probably a uh um yeah because because there, there was other there was other people younger than me that would just like talk to me in tamaguchi too like all the time yeah. so like yeah probably probably a big factor yeah because like, it's still pretty mean all, all the pretty... Japanese people I met, <laughs> like... uh, they would like <laughs> like pretty much as mushy all that all those uh yeah like, yeah yeah games. that's how it was a lot of the time yeah and they yeah. liked it because like with foreigners they don't have to like put up a a different yeah i i got that vibe a lot actually i I remember a lot of people would hang out with me and i felt like they acted different around me than they that yeah actually that's another good that's another good one yeah (laughs) another good uh cultural point like i felt like sometimes i couldn't tell like who was actually my friend and who just like wanted to like you know like like you you know be use me as like a soapbox or something you know like it was kind of um kind of kind of I, eventually i got a better sense for it and i think most of the people I was hanging out with in the end were like kind of not like that but i had to weed through a lot of people at the beginning for sure yeah i see like going through a lot of work coming in. <laughs> i mean you were in a lot of clubs too so yeah I'm, I'm glad i did it though i'm glad i overloaded myself would you say kind of now after all these experiences you got to have the full okinawa experience <laughs> would you say you're satisfied with your current japanese level uh right now i, I my japanese kind of sucks i haven't really been studying so like, I, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like compared compared to like where i was at like it's just like not that good so right currently right now i just i don't have too much time to like put like real effort into it so Right. I'm slightly unsatisfied, but I'm very satisfied with the. Uh, I still watch a lot of anime and like I still read a lot and like I, uh, um, you know, all that stuff. I'm very satisfied with like the idea that like 
if I see something in Japanese, there's nothing really stopping me, you know? Like, I like that. Uh-huh. It's it's a nice perk, but as far as, like, I don't use Japanese at work, or, like, like, all... The only time I really, like, actually use Japanese is when I talk to friends from Okinawa, or, like, friends at UH that... Um, sorry, like, friends that, uh, in here that, like, where I was in college with and stuff. Like, I have a few exchange right. friends, but, uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd say I'm happy that I put in the work and I got a nice thing out of it, but, um, I kind of wish I had more time to study right now so I could, like, sort of right. put it back up to, like, where it was, but I don't know. It, it'll probably, I'll probably do it when it's actually, like, expedient for me to get good right now right now me getting good wouldn't really do much right. for me yeah i heard that in hawaii you can right. like very easily speak japanese and there's like people who don't speak yeah English. yeah it's true it's true but it's like you know um like like when i was at uh there's a lot of people sorry uh is university of hawaii um there's a lot of people like that like i lived in the dorms i lived on this floor where like everybody well, they were, like, mostly, like, Japanese-Americans, but they all spoke Japanese with each other, and, like, they spoke Japanese with me, too, because, like, I was just, like, in the group, I guess. It's a long story, but, um, like, actually, that was probably where my Japanese peaked, ironically. It was, like, after Okinawa at UH, because, like, I was, like, speaking Japanese all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is true, but, but at the same time, it's, like, the thing is, like, if you're, like, like, if you're, like, conversationally fluent, that's really all you need in Hawaii. Like, after that, like, oh, and you don't even need it. Like, it's not really, like, that necessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, like, you have to, like, actually go out and seek it, you know? Like, because nice. it's still, it is still, like, an English-speaking society. So it's, like, and then, so, like, so like on top of that, like, the level I'm aiming for is, like, you know, like, like, past the conversational fluent thing. So it's, like, it wouldn't really... Like, at this point, like, me studying more wouldn't really improve the quality of any conversation I have with anyone in Hawaii, or even that much with my Okinawan friends, probably. And, like, Uh the only case I can think of is either, A, I worked at a Japanese company, or, like, a company that does a lot of business with Japan, which I don't right now, or, B, like, I moved to Japan. Those would be, like, the only two cases where uh, me, like, getting good would, like, actually do anything. I guess, like, what are some of those goals of uh, Japanese right now that you have? Um, hmm. Probably, you know, the problem is I don't really have any. <laughs> so that's kind of why I'm not, like, <laughs> like I, I guess if I had to, like, pick, it would probably be, like, better, like, in-depth conversation. Like, over, like like, over things like, I don't know, like, like politics or something but that's all just like all, all you really have to do to do that is like read a ton of politics articles and then like talk to a few people and then like you get pretty good at it so like i don't know like probably pro- also probably more like filling in gaps of things like maybe someone would have learned in childhood like like names of i don't know like dinosaurs and stuff like stuff that like i i'll just never really come across unless i just like you know like brute force it right like, I don't know, just things like that, it would probably be the, the goal. Um, you know, just being able to sound smarter when I talk, like, about, like, actual, like, you know, like, in-depth topics. And I guess kind of maybe closing out here now, what would you have 
you have any advice for any Japanese learners who are listening to the podcast right now? The the best method to like actually learning is to just like stick to things. So like there's gonna be a lot of people from like a lot of different directions like telling you like like oh you know like you're like don't let people gatekeep I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's gonna be a lot of people from a lot of different directions telling you certain things and telling you you need to know this or you need to know that. Like just just do it for your enjoyment. Don't let people you know gatekeep. That, that's that stopped me a lot when I was learning, and I really should have just focused on like what we, what made me satisfied with my level rather than like impressing other people. Right. So right. It's not like a game. Nice. Yeah. A great advice coming from the great uh, Quaid. Oh God, <laughs> Jeez, the great the great Quaid. Oof. Uh, I don't I don't know about that one, Chief, but you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's a good part to close out the podcast here today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Quaid, uh, and taking out some time out of your day for us here uh, today. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, really good time here. So for any of our listeners who are interested, is there any place they can find you or do you want to be found? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm on I'm on Discord in a lot of places as Quaid. I don't know. Like you can find me there. I, I deleted my social media, so I don't have like a <laughs> social media. Um yeah, just I don't know. If you see about Discord, you just say hi and I'll probably like talk if you you know. I don't know. For sure. Well, <laughs> We'll make sure Quaid is on the Korakara Discord server. Oh, <laughs> you, you guys have a Discord know. server? Oh, we no do, we do. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah we got me, you. Send me a link afterwards. I'll join. Of course, of course, of yeah, course. So you, you got everyone knows where to find Quaid. If you <laughs> want to find him, be sure to also join the Discord server. <laughs> the link is in the description below. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but. At the end of all our podcast, Quaid, we have the very special Korekara message to the listeners, which oh. could be absolutely anything. We are putting you on the spot. Oh, man. And <laughs> it, it could be anything to a funny comment, to a Japanese proverb, to maybe uh, something that just hopped into your mind just now. Okay. Um, uh I'm working on a website called Japanese Book Club. I don't actually know if I'm going to finish, but uh, uh, if it is finished, um, check it out. We're going to be doing like, like it's going to be like an automated thing where it's just like an automated book club and there's just going to be monthly readings and then discussion. Um, hopefully I finish it. I'll probably get back to you like a month if it's finished or not. Um, and when it is done, I'll put it in the Discord. So I don't know. I guess I'll just advertise that. It's like a preemptive advertisement. Or something that isn't finished. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Be, be sure to keep everyone updated on the Quarikara Discord. I'm sure they will be, you know, they're, they're going to be looking forward to it. So once again, Quaid, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for and having me. Of course. We'll catch everyone here on the next one then. Peace. All right. Peace. Thanks, guys.